Tripper Stories. Yo, yo, freaking slut club. We are back again. Stripper stories. Oh my god, it's so loud. Turn that motherfucker down. Turn it down. Right. Now I've got the feedback levels to an appropriate volume. I'm going to carry on with the podcast. So today we have some very special guests. Um, I have moved on. I bet you're all absolutely grateful to know that I have moved on from my hippie phase. I don't want to call it hippie phase because that's just judging myself. (laughs) I judge myself. Um, I'm moving on from my namaste bitches phase, even though it is still very much a part of me and my soul. However, I think it's probably best to get back to some real slutty shit because I've missed it. I know you guys have missed it. And thank you so much for coming on that journey with me. Spoken like a true namaste bitch. But we will probably circle back around the moon. Oh my God. My language has turned fucking horrendous. But I'm very sure we will circle back around the pussy hole and um, come back to that at some point. And I do thank all the people that were there with me including Dr. Kink and B and all these other people I've had on the podcast, just enriching my soul. However, this week we're going to go back to the fucking slutty nitty gritty and we've got a couple of fucking boss ass bitches on the show. Um, They are a couple of British ladies um, who have a podcast called Good Sex, Bad Sex and I will let them introduce themselves when I get a little clip of them on the podcast in this show so without further a fucking do i do welcome to you bb lynch and miranda kane from good sex bad sex right ladies hello welcome to stripper steroids hey. 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 Okay, oh no 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 she doesn't want to be here she's already like no I've just had a dip. Right. Can you both just tone it down? Just tone <laughs> have, have down you had the a coffee? Have you had a coffee? I haven't had a coffee for 15 years. That's not true. I had an accidental caffeine and I was so hyper and so weird that when I left the office with really important people, I said to my, uh, one of my producers, they think I'm on coke. They think I'm on coke. <laughs> I need, should I ring them up and tell them I'm not on coke? And he went, that's exactly what someone on Coke would do. <laughs> Literally. Oh, no. I couldn't live without coffee. I'm sat here. I'm the one that's going to be on Coke with the monster I'm drinking right now. But thank you for letting us come to your podcast. Oh, my God. Thank yes. you. Yes. Like me on yours. I was, I was like, I oh. have to have these ladies back. My British gals. Very, very, very happy for you to be here. So introduce yourselves. It's probably best that you do that yourselves because I will probably fuck it up. Now I'm on crack okay. on this end. So go for it. BB, age before beauty. Yeah. Oh. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, I don't even know what to I'm awkward. just reeling. So awkward, I'm just reeling. The Telegraph, the Telegraph gave me a year extra in age. I'm livid. Um, oh, I'm BB no. I'm Lynch and I'm a journalist and I'm a broadcaster and I write for titles like The Guardian and uh, Stella and Telegraph and Metro. I've had Collins and GQ and Grazia and... Um, Living, etc. I think I can't remember. Red, new woman, um, and now I do lots of broadcast. Um, so I do. I did a show on on Soho Radio. I've just finished my hundred fiftieth, um, and I have a show on BBC Radio Sussex and BBC Radio Surrey. But the joy, the joy of my working life. If we don't talk about the KFC shifts, 
is working with Miranda Kane on Good Sex, Bad Sex for Metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane and I also uh, present uh, Good Sex, Bad Sex with the lovely Bibi Lynch. Um, and I am a writer, performer, comedian. Um, and I started off doing stand up comedy and then I kind of used it to come out as being a sex worker a few years ago. And since then, I've used that as a way to um, uh, get people to know more about sex worker rights and decriminalization and learn more about it myself. And uh, so, I've, and my sort of thing is that I like to talk about decriminalization, but in a funny way, in a way that um, is more commercial so that it gets people, takes them by the hand and says, look, you don't have to worry about big words because I don't know any myself. So let's <laughs> yeah. just talk about boobs, bums and willies and all the things you want to know. And then I'm going to tell you about decriminalization. Yeah. Uh, and do that in stand-up shows. And uh, I did an aud- a sitcom, an audio sitcom for, for Audible called Slaving Away. Maybe. And I think the thing about good sex, bad sex is it's, um, you know, it's a house of no judgment. We kind of, we just, we just talk about two people that have got great sex stories, stories about their sex lives or their kind of identity. And, um, and yeah, Miri's kind of really broad minded and, and like kind of takes on the stride. And I think sex is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> this is where your chemistry comes from. Cause everybody talks about your chemistry. Like that's, that's what like basically drew me into your podcast in the first place is like two women with the best chemistry, just taking a piss <laughs> out of each other, just insulting each other left, right, and centre. Yeah. And it's very quintessentially British as far as sex goes, I find. Yeah. Your podcast. So, it, I mean, for me, I want to know, like, how, what made you want to start a podcast? Because, I mean, you guys have got so much, like, going on elsewhere. So what, <laughs> what I mean, loads. So what, uh, Tell the honest, tell, tell the nice story, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> tell the PG the version. The honest truth was that we were going to get paid Uh, (laughs) fair enough right right um but me and bb both were doing blogs for the metro at the time and we didn't know each other so we were just doing our own blogs and so um uh, bb's got her uh got several genres within which she writes within which i'm sure she'll tell you about and i was writing just about like a how-to of dirty dirty sex (laughs) (laughs) you know and um and uh one of the editors there put us she what she's really keen on podcasts so she put us together to do a um to do to do one yeah. for the metro yeah. we didn't know each other it was like an arranged marriage oh yeah but, <laughs> oh, okay. which is, but it's been really nice because like you know when you've got like ideas of someone and you think because I've started things with friends and it's always petered out right. because you're just like come on be as invested in this as me you you know but yeah. then doing it this way has been like you know, where you 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 fall in in love with someone. It's not like oh, I love you. Let's get married. It's like right, we're married now. <laughs> let's see where we go and go on this yeah. roller coaster. And it it did not start well. But <laughs> did it not? Did it not? <laughs> tell me the gossip. I was. BB is so. BB, you tell them. <laughs> tell Chloe like the kind of stuff that you get up to. <laughs> tell her about <laughs> your auto response. Oh my god, do it, do it. I want to know. I don't. Hang on, there's a term for what I am. Hang on. It's not sociopath. Hang on, it's, it's, it's lack of impulse control. Lick, if you will. Oh, and, uh, like your whip. Like your whip. I want to know yeah, about yeah, this. Mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I want to know about this. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, um, oh, I'm fiery as fuck. But also, um, but I'm also a sweetheart. And I think, yeah. um, I think, I think what happened with me and Miranda, I think we're both big personalities. And I think we're both very used to doing stuff on our own. Yeah. And where we're trying to do it together. And I'm, and I'm also a real, um, I really love what I do for work. It doesn't feel like work. And I really take it seriously, even though I'm kind of, you know, I joke about it because I think it's important. I write a lot about, um, about being older and not having children. So I write about, I think, quite important um, societal subjects. So I kind of take it really seriously. And I, I think I'm just a perfectionist. And it just, I think our first interview, Mary, just didn't go the way I wanted. And I just got really upset. Yeah. And I was, I was, um, and I, I, I'm, I'm all about the C-bomb as well. So I, I dropped the C-bomb. I didn't oh. call Miranda Kane a C-bomb. I, I, you know, I, I kind of just felt like that in the situation. But I think it's because we both really want to do a really good job. Yeah. And it's really important. Yeah. And I think also, um, I think we both kind of, I don't know. I just I think we both had a feeling that this could be something really good and really yeah. interesting, and and you know, and 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 then we both we just had a chat, didn't we, Mary? And we just kind yeah. of I think we just got to know where we both are, and you know, and I I don't know if I'm correct, but I think Miranda, I don't think you'd done much interviewing at that stage, and I think I just no. I should have been more patient about that because yeah. I'm I'm just a control freak. Yeah, I, I hadn't done anything, <laughs> and. Bibi came in and she's an absolute master asset. And I'll just mm. let her go and just sit back and watch. Like, what are the moments? What are the turning points? This wasn't a turning point because I already really respected her and liked her before this. But one of the things that I always tell people about Bibi Lynch, I'm like, if you want to know how much of a professional she is, go and listen to her doing a whole podcast about lubricant for 45 minutes. 45 what? motherfucking minutes. Talking well, about- is this podcast and where can I find it and listen to it? Like, what, 45 minutes? I want to know about lubricant that much. Like, Jesus it, Christ. It is one of ours, isn't it? But I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was kind of early in the days, but I think... <laughs> I think that no, was, that was a challenge. It. That was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> just, I was just sitting back in all, so I was like, oh, so um, lubricant, eh? And then, like, the guy was talking about it, and Bibi's asking all these questions. I'm just like, oh. I'm done. I asked my, I've got, I've done mine. That's uh, mad. No. That's mad. So, like, so explain to, like, the listeners, because obviously a lot of them might not have listened to it, uh, like me. I'm an avid what? listener. Yeah, guys, <laughs> listen to the fucking podcast. What is it about? Like, who, what sort of people do you have on there? Like, you've spoken a little bit about, like, what you guys do separately, but on the podcast together, what do you, mm. like, talk about? Like, what are your most interesting, like, subjects? That oh, you my God, Miranda. Like we've had, we've had um, <laughs> a thruple. So that mm-hmm. was um, uh, um, a husband and wife and their girlfriend, and they all lived together. And I've got to tell you, he was hot, wasn't he, Mary? And uh, he, um, and he yeah. looked exhausted. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> um, he looked, he, so we've had a thruple. We had um, Chicken Boy. Do you remember Chicken yeah. Boy? Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fan of his. Um, <laughs> was that, yeah. What was it like? <laughs> You're like... That was, was it was it? so because we had his um, we we bought in so it was Mistress Pussy Willow who's a lovely comedian she's a, a great sex worker and so she came in to um, talk to us about erotic wrestling which was absolutely fascinating yeah um, and she also had her sub with her which was Chicken Boy and we were like because he sort of like seemed to want to talk and we were like we love we we are desperate like like you were when you were just like we need more men we hadn't had yeah, yeah. Had- where are the men where, where are, are the, the men? men honestly so we were just like 
it's yeah. just so hot. So we were just like, chicken boy, do you want to, can you talk? Do you want to talk to us about... Was he allowed to talk? Was he, yeah. like, what, yeah. was he allowed to speak on the podcast? Like, how sub was he? <laughs> he had to get permission. Did he? Yeah. 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 How was that for you? It was, it, like, it was fine, the- but like, I could, you know, we, 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 it was, it was all, but it was like, I don't know. It was one of those things where it's like, um, I, I was fine with it, but I didn't know how everyone else was going to take it, take it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, and, and that sort of thing, it was like being, we, we felt like we were in a session with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and I felt quite involved. Nice. Yeah. Involved, I think yeah. as well, Miriam, I think that's, the, that's how it kind of works with us. Cause it's like, you were instantly kind of accepting it. And I, here's my thing with sex. A, revolting, and B, it's kind of, intellectually, I get a lot of the stuff we talk about, a lot of the people we interview, um, and I honestly never judge anyone, because I just, I, I'm, I'm open-eyed, I'm wide-eyed, I'm fascinated yeah, yeah. by people's lives, yeah. but, um, but a lot of things, uh, emotionally, I still have a response to. Yeah. So mm. with Chicken Boy, I just I felt a bit like oh, this, it, this felt like we shouldn't be there, Miranda. It just felt like it was that it was their thing, and it, yeah. it, it yeah. just felt very odd to be there. But we've had people. So we've had Thropper, Chicken Boy. We've had uh, Madam Storm, International Dominatrix. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, Julia White, who um, is uh, a poly has has many poly relationships. So as a yeah. husband and seven lovers, love that. I mean, who's got the time? Even in lockdown, who's <laughs> exactly. got the time? Exactly. Um, well, but we have, we've just, we've, but we've also had, you know, lots of sex positive people, just people talking about just lifestyle and um, Yasmin Benoit, who's asexual. So we've, I think that's the beauty of it is kind of, it's people on their stories and their lives, but also it's political with a little P sometimes. Yeah. In right. that we cover stuff like that, which I think is great. Yeah, I think that's the best kind of sex podcast to have. I think personally, yeah. I'm going to put it out there because you don't really want someone preaching at you. Like we've all no. heard those sex podcasts that are like, this is how it should be done. And I think, mm. especially for you, Miranda, because you obviously work in the sex industry, which is something that mm. you bring to the podcast and you've got so many experiences, I'm sure. Like I want to know about the sitting because obviously <laughs> you, you did a sort of job and like as a as like a plus size escort which I've actually never had one on the podcast yet and one of my friends work as escorts plus size escorts yeah. now in lockdown and they talk about having guys over to their flat and how much they fucking love it and I want to know from yeah. you like how did you get into it first of all and like how did you find it once you were like doing it as a job like full time uh, um, well, I, so I started escorting when I was uh, 23 Yeah, and I just, I'd literally just moved to London. I'd moved into my own place. It was the first time I'd lived alone. And, um, I was like, oh my God, London, you know, I'm in the city lights, the bright lights, you know, la, 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 la. Yeah. Just, and absolutely failed. I found myself in a shitty job where, you know, <laughs> yeah. I could have just stayed in Dorset and worked in a shitty same, job. Same, yeah. same, same. That's why I became exactly. a stripper, part of the, you yeah. know, pay your rent. Like how the hell are they, they don't explain that to you, that it's exactly. like so fucking expensive. You know, yeah. And where are the men? Like we said, where are they? So we've only got we've only got to use our you know apple swans and our brains to make some money. Do you know what I mean? So I get yeah. you. Yeah. So you got to London. Yeah. And then, discovered that I wanted to make some money. Um, started uh, and because I came from quite a small town in Dorset. Yeah. So everyone knew everyone else, and so it was really hard for me to to date because yeah. like I knew all the guys and. I was like the biggest girl in school, in college, la, 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 la. And you get that sort of like stigma. And it was the 90s as well. So it was just fucking rubbish. Mm. 
and then so I moved up to London, discovered internet datings, found this whole new pool of guys, and discovered that like this term BBW, which was big what woman. I know. <laughs> not BBC not BBC today. No. Sorry. Not Sorry. BBC. I'm not after your job. Don't worry. <laughs> also, the other BBC that I thought last time, which is oh. the podcast, I was like, oh, like no, no, no. Like, got that very wrong. I'm going to talk about the BBC in a minute. That was so. That was my favourite part where you both had very different ideas of what BBC. Oh my god, it was so funny. You're like, no, stop. I'm, I'm all for the BBC. I'm like, oh, that's something I can relate to. Oh, me too. Right, and then sort of discovered like that there was like a fetish for bigger girls. But I was like, do you know what I? I've just come out of a long-term relationship. I don't care whether you think of it as fetish or whatever. I am diving into this pool. I am yes. going to be, I am like a kid in a candy shop and I'm eating all the Snickers. Oh, nom, 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 nom. Come here, come here, come here. <laughs> yeah. But it just kind of got, got a bit wary after a while because I was like, I'm, I just, I'd quite like one of these guys just to take me out for dinner. Yeah. Or, you know, right. But I'm alone and I'd like to go out for a date or just do things together. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of felt like I was just being used for sex um and I thought well if I'm gonna get used I might as well get something for it so I just googled and found plus size escorts and yeah. I was like I mean they've been doing something I've been doing for free for the past six months so okay <laughs> this is what all my and friends I, say exactly the same as you yeah. why I were like yes like it makes yeah. sense right yeah Total sense. yeah and I I know there are people that are just like <laughs> like BB for ones probably just like oh I don't know but I think I sort of grew up in a very different you know, people had very different opinions about my body and what I look like and everything. Right. So, and it was, yeah. you know, all that sort of stigma and, um, and so, and also that idea that, oh no, you can't date a fat girl. So it's like, well, if you feel that way about me, motherfuckers, I'm going to get the best I fucking can from you. Yeah, right. Saw what everyone else was charging. It was only, there was, when I was working, there was only like 12 plus size escorts mm-hmm. in the in the whole of the UK. Wow. Um, and we all met each other. We used to have like London Christmas. Oh, did get- you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm literally like, oh, I wish it could be That's like so that cute. now. Everyone's I, like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, it's, it's wearing, an absolute, like, yeah. yeah. It's so much more, that was one of the reasons why I left because it's just become a bit more of a, yeah. a swamp, you know? It's a bit more of a, a one. Bit catty as well. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. cool. But yeah, so 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 tell me about that. So like you said that you charge what everyone else was charging. Did you? Like, what yeah. was the most you made? Like in a night or a day or whatever? Two thousand pounds was. Oh. Here's the thing, though. Here's one. Here's one of the things that I always sort of say to people is you say your overnight charge is two thousand pounds. Yeah. But how many times do you get an overnight? You know, it's not as if it's like, oh, I'm just going to turn my phone on on like a Thursday because I just need like a couple of grand for fry for my weekend. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, yeah. that £2,000 is built up through networking and through having regulars and yeah. through working your ass off and through marketing and through, uh, you know, through staying in when all your mates are going to the pub and you're just yeah. like, oh, I, you know, I just need a client and then I know that I've got my rent paid, you know. So right. it's just like... There is a lot more to it, but I, you know, I have had a couple of people that have paid for me to go overnight. And one of them was a guy that paid for me to go to Paris. This is one of my biggest <gasps> lessons, Chloe. Right, this is one of my on. biggest lessons. Well, <laughs> biggest thing I ever learned. This guy paid for me to spend an overnight in Paris. So he said, I'll pay for your flights, for your hotel and everything. I'm, I'm literally, I'm so green at this stage. 
Right. Never done it, you know, thought, yeah. oh my God, what do I do? So me being me, I buy, <laughs> I get him to get the cheapest flight on EasyJet. Zoe's already covering her face, you know, and this room that was like one step up from a youth hostel, because that's just how yeah. I, yeah. rather than what you should have actually done, is just go, right, first class flight, five-star hotel. Sweet this, sweet, sweet that, sweet yeah. That. Yeah, I want, you know, you're going to pay for all, everything all inclusive. And I want a card. I want a parachute. I want a car- <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I want someone, I want a chauffeur to pick. Not fucking muggins. No, <laughs> muggins is on fucking easy jets. Oh, no. Hotel du Paris. Oh, no. Did you actually oh. go? And it was it okay? Yeah, I went. And it was lovely. He was, yeah. he was in this massive fucking hotel oh. and he was just like I just um, I just want to have I had to get you over here because I do not have a visa to get over to England which right. made me seem you know he's probably running an arms runner or something but oh God <laughs> it's alright because I took you know two, two let's say let's say £4.50 for the easy jet flight in the hotel room <laughs> so, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah that's £2,000 and £4.50 that he can't spend on 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 guns. Um, but, <laughs> I was going to say, say so Luke, you saved yeah. lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did save lives. Yeah. So, so yeah. tell me a bit about like the kinkiness of this, because obviously, like, there's loads, loads of other things that come with like. Mm. When you work as a stripper, you can't do any anything in the clubs. We spoke about this last time. Even when you're doing like walking, like day walking as a um, sugar baby, you can't do a lot of things. Yeah. When, you're, when you're actually doing in, do you do in calls and out calls, both of them? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So like, so what was yeah. the kinkiest motherfucking shit that you got asked to do? Like, I'm fascinated. <laughs> tell me. Because like, honestly, like all my girlfriends tell me at parties, they get their party pieces out and I'm like, oh my God, I wanted to, I want to be there. Like, tell me, <laughs> what did you do? It's so, because it's difficult to say because I, what I always, I, like what I always said to them, same I'll say to you, is that yeah. one man's pain is another man's pleasure. So right. I might talk about, for me, one of the sort of strangest things to get paid for is where I don't have to do anything. Do anything. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. so like, for me, one of the, it's the, but that's different to, ooh, super kink. But it's like, well, what is super kink? You know, yeah, you can tie a bloke, you know, there's super yeah. kink, which is like tying a bloke up and sticking a 12-inch dildo up his ass, and Which we've all know, done before, apart from done. BB. Apart from BB. <laughs> <laughs> apart from that looking well, like. I don't know. Well, there's still hope for her yet. I mean, but, I'm, just, I'm going to talk about this as well. Do you think we get kinkier as we get older? What do we think about this? Because I'm getting older and I'm like, I want to do more. Like, I'm going to pass that to Bibi. Yeah, Bibi, what do we think about that? Yeah, well, there was, I think it was by Lumen, which are the, is the dating app for 50 plus. And I think it was Lumen. And they found, oh, 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 love, honey. I can't remember. You're both oh. still there. My sound's gone. Yeah. 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 Um, there was a survey by someone, let's edit that. And um, it said that something like over 50s were getting more adventurous in sex, with their sex. And, and I, I did a feature on it. And I think what it was about was mainly penetrative sex can be tricky if you get older for the man and the woman. And so actually, it's as simple as people find other things to do to get off. Right. So it was as simple as that. So they're getting more adventurous. Yeah. And, and, a, and a girlfriend of mine who was actually in the feature unnamed, um, so I'll name her now. No, she, um, <laughs> she, um, Anne Whittacombe. I don't know if you've heard of her. And she oh, was saying that she, God. Can you imagine? come on, come oh. on. And she was saying that she, um, had got more into mind fucking 
So it was really what was turning her on head-wise mm. head as, as opposed to physically. And then that, that was in turn turning on physically. Um, and she kind of, out, not asked herself, but she accepted she was bisexual and then accepted that she was into um, um, being a dom. And so all this kind of stuff... So she really, and that's like in her late 50s. So I think that's kind of extraordinary. And then loads of couples, I guess, as well, divorce at that kind of age as well. Yeah. And, um, and they're suddenly having new sex with someone new. So it's, they're being, so I don't know if you get kinkier, but I think maybe people get out of the rut they were in. And if penetrative sex isn't kind of, you know, as, as comfortable, yeah. as easy for the man or the woman. Um, that's what they kind of um, go, go for. for. Yeah, I, I think about it all the time. I'm like, when I was in my early 20s, I was like missionary. Like, uh, even yeah. though you don't watch porn, do you, when you're in your early... Well, I didn't really no. watch that much porn. I don't know about you girls, yeah. but... I mean, I was just so so oblivious. And then now, obviously, we worked in the sex industry and then plus BBs watch loads of loads of porn, loads of BBC. Yeah. That, you know, <laughs> we all know now that, it, you know, there is lots of other holes on offer. There's lots of other yeah. things that we can experience. Yeah. And that's yeah. beautiful. You must Isn't use it? that somewhere because that was beautiful the way you said that. <laughs> remove it. Oh, well, I'm definitely not removing it. But I think um, I all I keep thinking is, oh, BB, oh, BB's on the BBC at least three times a week. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> hours. Hours at a time. I can't believe it. Oh, talk to me about whips. So women, whips are women who are hot, intelligent, and in their prime. So I was asked to write a feature about, um, I, I was... As I, I mean, I'm 54 now, and as I was getting older, as I hit my 50s, definitely, the men that were approaching me were a lot younger. And I've, I've always been approached by younger men, but it was kind of really obvious then. I was like, what's going on? And thank you, God, you know. And, um, and I was asked to write about this. Uh, so I was talking to a commissioning editor, Kate Bussman, about this. And she said, um, and she said, but don't use the word cougar. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't, it's such a yeah. math predatory. It's mm. just, it just is a bit, ugh. And so wrong. I've, yeah, yeah, it just kind of is everything. I mean, you know, men are prey. You know, all of it is horrible. And, you know, they're boys and everything. And I, so yeah, I kind of wrote the feature. And, and I think what you've got to understand is I'm kind of a genius, Miranda. That's right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And do you yes, know what I mean? And, so, and, and it's like, you know, I mean, I picture me like, you know, when like John Lennon was writing Imagine? Oh. It's kind of like, the, it just came to me. And, um, and I was sitting there and, and whips came to me and I went, oh, come on. There's no way I've just thought of that because oh. it is brilliant. It's and, really um, great. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, whips. Um, you know, I was going to say earlier when Mira was talking about her, um, and also there's someone else that we haven't mentioned because my life's changed doing this podcast we'll, yeah. go, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second but when Miranda was talking about um like the escort work and going away and stuff I think that's why our our um dynamic works because again I get it but it makes me it makes me question why I haven't done it why I wouldn't do it so again I'm not judging mm -hmm. I'm just like okay what's my thing with this so Miranda do you remember so we've we've interviewed loads of um poly people at Mm. I've, got, I've got so much to say to you. No, so go, another, go. Thing about, another thing, another thing about getting older is I wish when I was younger, I was involved in these conversations. Yeah, I've always mm. thought I was really broad-minded. I used to write for jazz mags, and my pen name was Jenny Taylor. That's brilliant. I know I can't take credit for that. That was <laughs> my friend Sue. Um, so I wrote for porn mags. I wrote funny stuff, and I was like, so I've always thought I was. I'm very sex positive and very broad-minded. I'm not. 
Or I found, or maybe this is the key, I, I know what, what, what does work for me now and I do know how I am in relationships. So when Miranda's talking about the escort stuff, I just feel, I'm like, why couldn't I do that? And I feel protected towards her. And then when we talk to people who are poly and they talk about compersion, have you heard yeah. the word compersion? Yeah. Now, this is this, another C word. <laughs> this is one I will never use, though. <laughs> so compersion, to people that don't know, is when you feel that warm, um, fulfilled feeling inside when someone you love and you're in love with loves someone else or is having sex with someone else. Now, not in my lifetime for me, but that's what's so great about the podcast. So we, we interview like so many different people about different things. But what is brilliant is that we've all kind of got a different take on what they're doing and not judging it, but just kind of go and explain it to me because mm. it, I, it doesn't resonate with me at all. Yeah. And yeah. even if it doesn't, you know now that it doesn't because you've actually had someone really explain it to you and like, un- yeah. it's, it's not just something you've read or that you've yeah. you watched a documentary on. You're a real life person yeah. has spoken to you about it. And that's, and that's yeah. maybe, you know, and that, yeah. that's maybe that's the definition of being broad minded that you do actually, you can then get all the information and then go back to your narrow ways, but it's yeah. okay because you knew. <laughs> yeah. You, like you know, you knew what, yeah. Same as yeah. mushrooms. As long as yes. you've done it and you <laughs> experienced it, you can go back to your normal life in life. She means button mushrooms, Miranda. <laughs> so what, you stick I it in a Yeah, little shiitake. <laughs> no, literally. My, my podcast has turned from something very slutty and now we've gone through this like ebb and flow. Recently, I've just had this person on the podcast who does light language and we talked about ayahuasca yeah. therapy and things like that for like <laughs> overcoming sexual trauma and things like that. So yeah. I'm all about the mushrooms this week. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh. I, especially with my new abode. I'm like, oh, I could try some mushrooms. Now I'm on my own. <laughs> That's one of the great things because we book the guests ourselves. So yeah. I'll sometimes just like see someone, one of the one of the ones that we had was um mistress foxy um and i just saw her doing clips she did a clip on that i uh, just saw this clip on twitter pop up of her in waterloo station with this guy as her sub and he was kneeling and it wasn't a publicity stunt for anything Mm. it was just literally like look at what i'm doing to this guy i'm making kneel down in waterloo and i'm you know stomping on him and everything and it looked fantastic and i was just like will you come on and talk to us about it yeah and we talked about we talked about that but we also got into um and again this is where bb's great like like i'm just like tell me about the guy you did and the stuff you did at waterloo (laughs) yeah and but with the questioning that bb goes into like it, it turned into this whole thing of how she felt being what she calls an, an ebony dominatrix yeah. and it turned into a race thing and about how yeah. she felt being a black woman yeah. who was in control of white men yeah um and that yeah that took a real a real turn a really interesting positive turn that, yeah. that I wasn't expecting and that was that was like really great to get into so I think with with all these guests like we've got an initial interest in them because we're like, hey, come, will you come and talk to us? Yeah. And that's what makes it kind of quite quite fun. I mean, yes, there are some guests where we just, we've got their press releases and we're just like, oh, that sounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, come on, talk to us about lubricant for 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find this podcast. I am going to find it. I need to know. I just bought some Fist It, actually, because I'm... Well, what? Yeah. Fist it like lube. I don't know if you've heard of it, BB, but it is. It stings the fuck out of your bum hole with like it almost stings so much that you don't feel pain. So that when it stretches out, you know, it kind of numbs you out. Honestly, you're you're describing Catholicism. <laughs> oh, no, no. 
I was going to say something really awful after that, but I stopped myself. I was going to say, no, 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 too much. Um, Too much. But honestly, if you get that in the wrong hole as well, it's not, it's not normal. It just sounds like if you get it in any hole, that's going to be It's so expensive as well. Lube is expensive. Is it? I mean, I think the amount I use it, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm a big fan of the lube and it does get quite expensive. I think it should be underneath one of those things like the pill. Yeah. Tampons. Lube. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, I think that's a really good point. And lube is an interesting thing because lube's almost seen as um, if you need it, there's a problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But actually, it's it's part of the 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 accessory, isn't it? The the kind of sex stuff you need, you look sad about. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I I didn't know this is what I was talking about, early twenties, didn't know about lube. Now yeah. I'm like, give me the lube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, then I, so I wondered, did you just mind drinking lube? <laughs> okay. Yes, I did. So, yes. yes, I did. So, but I do wonder, it's, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I wonder what will be happening then when you're my age. What will, will, yeah. we, will people have regressed? Because, you know, things not. are usually often secular. And will it, yeah. will we get a bit, you know, in the, what's happening in America, you know, well, the populist right-wing thing across the world. But I think they're getting more uptight. They're getting I, more... That's exa- yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to say. I found it since, like, in my 20s where I didn't have... Um, well, we had the internet, but it wasn't quite as much, like, as prevalent as it is now. It wasn't in your pocket, for instance. I was still on Nokia 3310. You know, yeah. Snake was yeah. quite nifty. <laughs> um, but, so, but I had this sort of weird freedom of just, like, I don't know what everyone else is doing, but so I'm just going to do my thing. And yeah. now I feel like we're getting so much more puritanical. Mm. Like, as much as there are the people that are like, sex work, great, yeah, no problem, that's a feminist a- issue, there are all also you are also so much more exposed to people who are like well you can't say this word and you can't say that word otherwise you're cancelled and and you're not just cancelled within like um your um professional career if you go into the arts or if you're doing a podcast or something it would also mean that you would be cancelled doing sex work and that for me is like I just feel like we're getting more to a puritanical state of mind rather than you know, being more open because we're so much more aware of what's happening on Twitter and reviews and everything. Yeah. It just, it feels, yeah. I it's such I, a contradiction. It's such it a contradiction it's, because, because I, also Twitter's a platform for people, trans people to be, you know, proud as they should be and like be accepted yeah. and find, find your people in your tribe. So we yeah. all, there's, there's a security and there's a kind of, it's, it's perversely a safe place like in lots yeah, of ways. I don't think yeah. I could have been, I don't think I could have done escorting. If I was 23 now, I don't think I would yeah. have gone into escorting. Because yeah. everyone would yeah. know about it. Everyone would everyone. find out, yeah. Would, yeah. Find out about it. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, like, the apps now, like it's a lot of my friends who do it, they have had to make not just different names, but they can never show their face. And you know, like yeah. firsthand, if you don't show your face on an advert, no one's going to want to book you. So yeah, it, it, it's very difficult for them to, yeah. to promote themselves in a, in like a safe way, in a good way so they can yeah. earn money, but then also not be slandered. 
Like, and you can't, <laughs> you, you can't like have you. Loads of guys want you to be on Twitter, and they want all this content. Oh, they want OnlyFans. Yeah, but then your mother will the, see it, and then your yeah. whole family, your granny, will see it. In Cumbrand, you like, it's not wrong. You'd need to have like two different phones with two different personalities. Because if yes. you, I've had it where like people have found me on Facebook or on Twitter, like back in the early days, and they've 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 friended my pseudonym, thinking it's just me, and I'm like, oh my god, and I have to just like because the yeah. algorithms when they do the people you might like to follow honestly it's and, so dangerous ooh. i know yeah. then, but can i then ask a journalist question go yeah, yeah don't, don't be angry if we're talking about sex positivity and you're both you know brilliant women and positive about what you did did in sex work or doing sex work why do you not want your families to know i think you you just don't i don't do you want your family to know about your sex life anyway, even if you are or you're not getting paid? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's you a good really point. Want them and also it's for, for their friends as well. It's like, yeah. it's more like you don't want to, I mean, my parents, I told them recently that I was a stripper, only recently, and they were so welcoming and cool about it. But it's like, mm. if their friends knew, then they'd have to worry about all their social circles, judging them yeah. on what their daughter is doing. It's almost like you don't want to put them in that position. Yeah. It's less about it's not, what they think. It's more, yeah. well, in a way it kind of is, but it's about what their, their, how their life will change from your it's choices. It's more society. It's yeah. more the stigma and yeah. the, 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 the judgment that they will get yeah. rather than the... Because um, I could tell, I told my mum and my sister like yeah. early on, people always just say, oh, you make a great dominatrix. Why aren't you a dominatrix? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, there's no, nothing. But then... Um, like when my sister got married, it's like, well, you know, if, if I've got this and then her husband finds out and his family find out and it's a very small village, it's, it's yeah. definitely more the stigma and the stereotyping rather than the relationship. Mm. Okay. Another great guest we had on was Belle Du Jour. Do you remember? She was fabulous. Oh, yes. And she was talking yes. about that. She, um, it was her mum was really good with about it. Do you remember? I can't remember the exact yeah. thing. See, Miranda as well remembers every, every person we've met. I'm lucky you two. I mean, I'm just going to call you A and B. Yeah. Fuck me, I can't. No worries. No worries. I, right, I mean, you don't mind. Miranda, tell, mm. tell B about, um, <laughs> about how my life changed on the podcast. I think you know who I'm talking about. Is it a man? Oh, oh, it's, wow. It's, the, it's my man. Oh, oh the, yeah. the one that I'm going to steal from you because I've been yeah. giving <laughs> and his contact details. And yep, the tea is coming what? out of her mouth. Yeah, <laughs> she nearly spat all over herself. <laughs> She's looking very angry. I'm just giving wow. her a very... No, I'm actually not. I am. I am. <laughs> we had... So where we record in the Metro, when we can get into the office, mm. there's a massive glass wall. So we sit in a little room. <laughs> a massive glass wall that overlooks the rest of the, the journal. The Sounds very naughty. Or they're keeping you away from people. They really <laughs> are. Yeah. Literally keeping you separate. And we had lovely master peter come in um and to talk about or oh, beginner's guide to bondage da, 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 da. and bb innocently asked oh so um i think it was something like um so where would you start where would you start and he was like oh well you know if i just grab someone i think he was like sat next to you or something or like he no he up. was not he stood up and he walked around the oh, yeah. table like a god yeah. Oh, oh! I hope you hear this, Master Peter. Walks around. He's a good-looking guy. He's got a oh, yeah. for it as well. Oh, Stood up and just like grabbed the back of her hair and just went, oh, well, I grabbed the hair, you know, and did it in that nice way so your fingers are going straight through and you can feel... She's covering her face. She's I swear to God, I feel... 
I'm getting and then he just started like yeah. it just gently pulled her down Stop and you could just see her kind of go like flop like a rag doll oh. in his and the, the rest of the podcast looking at us through this glass wall <laughs> watching this they also look I, they also bit. looked at us when we were do, do you remember when, when I was tied up as well yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, bloody, I'm a big name journalist, for God's sake. Show me some respect. <laughs> oh, God. Phoebe used to be on telly, for God's sake. So we had someone from um, Pia Rope, the bondage workshop, come in, start tying her hand up like this. And it was really good. Like, she was saying, yeah. oh, you know, do it here because this is where the blood flow. Da, da, da. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Phoebe, is there any way you don't want to be tied up? And she says... Um, oh, Croydon? Was it East Croydon? Yeah. <laughs> no! Oh, oh no. You're fucking, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, baby, is there any way you don't want to be tied up? And she just goes, Croydon. No! <laughs> <laughs> Have you got into bondage since? Has Master Who? Peter got you into Who's- who says I wasn't into it before? Oh, you not you, t- you two. I, I think it's more like bondage has got her into Master Peter. Oh, oh my god, he was honestly. It was I. You know what it was, Mira? I said to him, "How?" Because he was saying, "See again, I really love the psychological side behind everything. Mm, I kind of yeah. like what, do, why something works for someone, and why something doesn't work for someone else, and what you said. Some one man's pleasure is one man's pain, and um, and Master Peter." MP, as I call him, said, um, <laughs> said, didn't he say something like people come in and I was saying, you know, they want to just try it out. I said, well, how do you know how far they'll go? How do you know that they're into it? How do you know they're going to respond? Like if it's couples, for instance, and he yeah. saw the hair pull is usually the thing if they kind of respond to that. You know, so he tried um, that out on you first, didn't he? Naughty. I mean, yeah. it was magical. Ooh. It was magical. <laughs> You've yeah. relived I, and relived that moment oh. over again in your mind. Oh, he was. I'm trying to think. Has anything shocked you in, in when we've met people, Miranda? Um. Oh God, probably. There's probably been so many times where I've just been like, ah, really? I can't remember. Um, I can't remember any. <laughs> because I don't have time to be shocked because yeah. <laughs> Phoebe's just too busy going, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's the way you work though. Both of you work so well because it's like, it's like yin and yang. That's, that's kind of yeah. like what it is. You've got one person yeah. going, I've never, oh my God. And then you just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's totally fine. And then you're so asking your deep questions. Who's your favourite? Oh God. Gotta be motorhome. She needs some help. <laughs> Gotta be motorhome. <laughs> she needs a little bit of loving over in that boat. It's wet. It's wet. And she's broken her laptop. She's in a motorhome. No, I, I think um, I'm trying to say, oh. I, I remember producer Sam. So we had producer Sam Bonham, producer Juliet Nichols, and um, once and Sam Bonham. And I love producers that keep quiet. Actually, it makes me laugh when they keep quiet because we're we're funny. For God's sake! And if they don't laugh, I'm like you little shits. And it, you know we need an audience. But yes. um, the only time we ever heard a noise was from producer Sam when the brilliant comedian Phil Nichols, so very dishy. Um, Dishy. Yes. I've never used dishy. the word dishy in my life. So sorry, but I don't know what it's happened. Master then. Peter's um, on your mind. <laughs> yeah, Master Peter. Um, and Phil Nickel just um, told a story when he's um, he broke his cock, yeah. and and you just heard Sam go broke his cock. <laughs> <laughs> 
little. How the fuck did he break his cock? He snap it in half on the pussy. Not oh, can't, can't remember. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such an easy, it? so easily done. Apparently, I mean, I have oh. a big enough cock to first of all break <laughs> my huge vagina. He took two episodes to tell us about it. So it's... That's just such great content. Such great content. You want to hear about broken cocks for the rest of your life. That's ideally. Ideally. Sam, do. Sam doesn't. No. He was really upset. Okay, oh. I want to I know, know your, your broken cock stories. I want to know your stripper stories. I want to know the, either the filthiest or the most hilarious stripper story, slut story, sex story you've got okay. in the it's your party okay. piece the one you get out to all your girlfriends do you want me to start maybe yes yeah, yes yeah. while i make one up <laughs> <Motorhome. laughs> so, i show you <laughs> i know you can't you can't, don't get to see the glory any no. people only get to see the inside no, rather outside like I'm in, in the net to be fair on. to be fair I'd rather be I would love to be where you are right now compared Mountains to where we are and lakes oh, and... it is so good um mm-hmm. okay so I um this is this is my little party but I've go probably it, told it, it on the podcast before oh. but um so when people say well what's your kinkiest thing or the weirdest thing yeah. like I said like the weirdest thing for me is when I don't have to do anything um so the one that I always loved was um C I have to get those C C F N M C F N M, which is clothed female, naked male. And that was where a guy, so we used to do little parties. So all the escorts, like back in the day, we there'd be like four or five of us, we'd share a flat and do like parties, so get loads of guys around and they pay for like one hour or two hours, whatever. And this guy said, I don't want to come to the party, but I want to come afterwards. Um, just when you're all chilling out, you know, you like you be in your dressing gowns or your nighties, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you're wearing as long as you're just wearing something. I don't want to come for the sex. So he was going to pay for an hour, which was quite a lot anyway. Um, and it'd be when we're chilling out. And he was like, I'll bring champagne and buy a takeaway for you guys. So that's great. That sounds great yeah. anyway. So it comes around champagne takeaway da 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 and he's like i just want to i just want to dance i want to be like a stripper fine but you know when you see like a male stripper and you think chippendale there is a reason why he had to pay for women to to, to watch to watch it and, oh no i mean like i'm and i'm not body shaming at all like oh. if you're, you want to do this you should be able to but for free you know you, for, <laughs> but, you know bring bring some snacks and a takeaway and, yeah. and maybe pay yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just gonna have to pay for that. Yeah, you are just gonna have to do it. Um, because he was in his sixties and he was like, oh. you know, a little bit chubby and probably like, you know, just just not a Chippendale. Let's say that. Um, and so he, we put the music on and he's got like baby lotion. So we we put the towels down because it's a rented flat. <laughs> yeah, good girl. Love it. Good yeah. girl. A lot good of people idea. don't realise about sex workers is when they're like, oh yeah, I just want to be rubbed with cream. And we're like, okay, let me just get some tarpaulin because it's a rented <laughs> flat and I'm not, I'm not going to be changing. It's going to do murder on the mattress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you have to think about these things. Yeah. So we put the towels down. 
he starts stripping away. You know, we have to rub him with baby oil and cheer him on. So we're like, yeah, one day, get him up, get him up, get him up. Splashing champagne everywhere and, you know, loads of baby oil rubbing it on. And he gets down onto his underwear and he's like, oh, I've been wearing this all day for you, ladies. And underneath, he's got one of those Anne Summer crocodile pouch things. No. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm thinking... I'm like, oh, bless you, because you've literally just gone into the first sex shop you found and seen male sex pants, you know. Oh. This is why I feel really sorry for men in ways, because it's like you see those little crocodile things, it's like, no, no. Don't put so much effort in. Don't put so much effort. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So he's waving this crocodile thing and it's snapping its mouth up and down. (laughs) Then he starts taking that off and it's like, oh, yeah, take it off. Well, you know, he's like, take it off. Oh, yeah, go on then because, you know. We've still got three like, minutes left, yeah. <laughs> Do it nice and slow. And then underneath he's got like a shoelace with some bells on, which is wrapped around the base of his willy. And he starts flinging it in our faces. So this penis and these two little ding-dong bells and he just goes into our faces like you know proper like leg up on the armrest and doing the the, the groin thrust and he's like ding-a-ling ladies ding-a-ling <laughs> oh god Miranda how long do you yeah. date him for yeah where is he is he in the back of the motorhome now waiting <laughs> Where is he? Uh, hang on, I'll just, I'll just have a look. Dad! <laughs> oh my God, you're so oh, bad. dark, so dark. Oh. So dark. Miranda, two things about your story. First of all, you should have said crocodile. I'm annoyed with you. And, and second, what was the music? Yeah. Uh, oh, I think we just went for a bit of like hot chocolate, you know, oh, the classic yeah. like, sure. you know. Sure. Or was it Pony? Oh, no, I don't think, no, I don't think Pony was out then. Because Pony would have been my next. <laughs> Pony's a classic. It's absolute banger. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is a classic. That was my first ever song I danced to, ever. Oh. I, never I was so lucky. I was like, oh, got a classic. Imagine if it was oh. like Boys to Men or something depressing. Can you imagine oh. that moment oh, would have been ruined? No, so, te- so tell me, did he come back to you? Was he a regular? The ding a ling a Yeah, he used to come and do all the parties afterwards. So he did like, part, for, we did them for a couple of years. And I think for the Christmas ones, like, because <laughs> oh. we did ones at Christmas, because like for people's Christmas bonus. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, oh. So we used to come for the, the Christmas ones, oh. uh, which were always the most popular anyway. I'm going to get <laughs> some of my like partners, because I know that some of them, they put like um, elastic bands around their dicks to make them harder. Yes. Have you ever seen that? Yes. But, like, add yes. a few bells, babe. Why, do you, why not? It's yeah. Christmas. We'll add yeah. a few bells down it's below. Ding a ling. Ding a Right, baby, on to you. Give us, give us, give us your bondage story with Master Peter because I know that probably happened afterwards. Didn't I'm not. Well, I wish nothing. Um, no, we've never, we've never heard from him again. Um, no, I don't have any stories like that. I had. I mean, I of course was in the back of a van that had a mattress in it and was asked by the police to move on. That was at Regent's Park. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I don't know. What are my sex stories? I, I mean, we've all had sex injuries, but that's just like moaning and groaning and bags and people, uh, bags. Oh God, I can't speak. 
backs and people falling off beds and shit like that. Yeah. Have I had anything really awful happen? The best thing that I've had, and it wasn't sex, it was dating. Um, and this is... <laughs> this just makes me laugh so much because it's so fucking horrible. Oh, no. I had a date with a bloke and... Um, I, we'd had a couple of dates before and I went back and I went to his house on this date and he was cooking me dinner. And as he was cooking dinner, as the, as the meal was cooking, he said, I need to go to the laundrette. And I was like, oh, okay. So we went to a laundrette. This is on a date. So we went to the laundrette and this is such a, such a million years ago. He's putting the stuff in the dryer or whatever. There's a payphone. He picks up the payphone, puts his coins in, rings his dad and is talking about me and I'm there and I can hear him. And he says, yeah. I bet she can get them in her mouth. <coughs> oh, this is why we charge. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh. What? Oh. What did you, did you confront him? Well, B.B. Lynch then, guess what she did? What did she do? Nothing. Went back home, had the food, most probably had okay sex. Do you know what I mean? Now I'd be like, you are kidding. That's yeah. and that's the thing about getting older. That's the thing why people have more adventurous sex or do get mm. kinkier or get into more stuff. They know what they want. They yeah. know what they deserve and they and they do that and they go for that. And they um I mean, if that happened, if anyone even tried anything like that now, yeah, yeah. they find themselves in the drying machine. 100%. Some <laughs> things in their mouth. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it yeah. would it would be dishwasher soap. It'll yeah, be so yeah. in that, yeah, in and around. Yeah, no comfort, yeah. no comfort. <laughs> no. So I haven't got any real, I haven't got any real shocking stories. Of course I have, but I'm not telling yeah, you. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to Oh, I read up. Fair You have to listen to good sex, bad sex. Yes, uh, yes, you'll hear right. more. Absolutely. You'll hear more. Like, tell everybody where they can find you, because I've absolutely loved having you ladies on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. Honestly, good sex, bad sex, guys, check it out. So where can they find you? Uh, just wherever you get your podcasts. I think yeah. we're on Spotify now, but uh, otherwise, Apple, iTunes, um, all the good places. Uh, all, all good, good podcast vendors. Yes. <laughs> That's where. And we loved having you on ours. You, it was such a brilliant episode. You were so yep. funny and such laughs. And we love being yep. on yours. Thank you very, very much. That's okay. I hope I will see you ladies again. It's like nice to make good podcasting friends. Yes. I can like chat to you ladies now. If I've ever got an issue with Lou, I need some lube. I'll like, I'll oh, sure. go. Sure. But I'll only no. talk for 45 minutes. I won't do a minute more, a minute less. Fair, fair so you have to make <laughs> sure. Otherwise, you're charged. That's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Time is money. Time is money. But thank you so much for being here as Triple Stowers. Thank you, Miranda. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Oh, I'll see you soon. See you Bye. soon. Bye. God willing. Uh, what a dream. It's just so freaking lovely to have some British bitches on the podcast. Uh, it's just like, I don't know what it is about British humor. It just meshes well. Those two are just such a fabulous combo. And I really urge you to listen to Good Sex, Bad Sex if you... A good sex, a bad sex. Sorry, I've just had some cock. Um, if you haven't already, listen to Good Sex, Bad Sex. And... <laughs> oh, God, wash my mouth out. Like I was saying, check out their podcast. It is very, very freaking hilarious. And if you like this podcast and you're like me and you love to talk about sex, find out more interesting topics and interesting things you didn't even know about sex, please check them out. They are fabulous. So once again, thank you guys for being on the show. Next week, we've got another couple of badass bitches talking about why they decided to do a podcast on sex. 
Some more podcasters on the podcast. I'm freaking loving it. And it's very, very naute. So please stay tuned for next Wednesday, next happy hump day. Until that time, guys, clean up those holes and have a good fucking week. Okay. Bye, holes. Bye, bye, bye.